order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan, and it is a celebration of Global Movie Day today, Brendan. That it is. That it is. Good thing about it is that both you and I like the movies. That's true. I've got to say, I don't know that I like going to the movies as much anymore as I oh, used to. Oh, that's ridiculous. I love going to the movies. You like going to the theater I like itself. getting popcorn and sitting in the seat and, you know, I think that's great. I don't know. I don't know. Did I, you hear I, about the new uh, movie theater rules? No. Yeah, Are AMC. Are you making these up? No. Okay. AMC is charging according to where you choose to sit. So uh, seats in the front row are considered value sightline seats and cost less. Seats in the middle are preferred and they'll cost more. Are you kidding? No. Well, now this just makes it even stronger <laughs> that I don't want to go to the movie. <laughs> They're going to charge per seat? Yeah. It's oh, a whole. On. It just came out yesterday. It's a whole new thing. I mean, you know. That is nuts. Absolutely I do like being able to nuts. choose my seat when I go in there. Yeah, but you know what? You choose, you pay one price. I don't want to have to pay more to sit mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah. I, I remember one time I went to one of those dining theaters, right? And yeah. I think I was there seeing one of the most recent uh, Disney destroyed Star Wars. And <laughs> That's so harsh. I was sitting in the thing, right? And then I reclined back and then it got stuck. So now I'm like stuck in the seat and I'm like, you're stuck there, right? You can't get up. You can't move. Mm-hmm. You're trying. Mm-hmm. That was horrible. That was horrible. And now you want me to pay more money? Yeah. Because No, no way. Absolutely I went no to way. a dine-in theater, one of those, one a couple times. But the one time I went, I'll never forget. I was like, oh, you know what sounds good? They had this Oreo shake and it was like the Chewbacca explosion or something because it was around that time. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Like I was imagining, you know, eating it, watching the movie. But- it was so melty, and it was so sticky. It was all over me <laughs> within the first two minutes. So I don't really recommend it, honestly. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know that I like eating that kind of food yeah. during a movie. Maybe if I'm home. 90% of the foods at those theaters aren't movie foods. Like like I said, giant melty ice cream that you can't see because it's pitch black not a good movie food. Chicken fingers, which get your you know, your hands all greasy. Eh. Giant pizza. Yeah. Eh. No, I, I don't like to. You know, like, sometimes I like to sit and really focus on the movie, and I don't want to be sitting there with all kinds of food in my lap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you did you know that some people? I think it's uh, Texans. They eat pickles at the movie theater. Why? Like that? No, like it's a thing. Like they go and get a big movie pickle. A movie pickle? Yeah. I've this never is heard the of thing that, that was trending uh, yesterday. Well, I am out of touch. I've never heard You're of You're out movie of touch? Pickle. Well, that's too bad. I read people saying, yeah, there's nothing better than going to the movies, getting a nice big pickle, and then sitting there and watching. That's crazy. Well, not crazy if you're in Texas. You know, that's a harsh statement. UTL Radio official statement on pickle movie pickles. That's crazy. I've never heard of it before, but what do I know? Yeah. Well, um, today is Global Movie Day. It is. And if you don't know, Global Day, Global Movie Day is a day for film fans around the world to celebrate their favorite movies and engage with Academy members and filmmakers across social media. And it is uh, to coincide with the Oscars season. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. Okay, so that's what it is. But what we're going to talk about today is something I, I think is really interesting. Yeah. You, you found this 
topic that we talked about before the show, and I yes. thought it was so good that we, we were going to talk about it on the show. Normally, right, we're going to would do something like, um, you know, the, the top lawsuits and movies and uh, updated lists and things like that. And don't don't fret. We are going mm-hmm. to do that. But this story that you brought to my attention yeah. deserves a little bit of a, a segment here. Oh, yeah. This is very interesting. All right, I go think. ahead. Have you seen the movie Yesterday? No, but I know it, what it's about. It's about that guy who wakes up and he's in a world where the Beatles never happened. So he makes all the Beatles music and gets a lot of money. Yeah. Super famous. Yeah, Bill Murray was in that, right? No. Oh, that's no. Groundhog Day. Oh, yes, that was Groundhog Day. What? The, where did you come up with that? I, you just completely took me off guard. <laughs> All right, now I don't know where I am. What's going on? Right, go ahead. So, yesterday I saw it in the movie theater, and I, I don't know why I saw it in the movie theater. I you saw, saw it, it yesterday? A Wait no, a minute. No, no, you no. saw it yesterday? I, did, I saw it yesterday a while ago. Okay. <laughs> I saw it with a friend, and it was a romantic comedy, and it was really weird. Like, we were like, oh, okay, let's go see that. And then it was like this romantic comedy, and it was oh, jeez. But it was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, but you know who I didn't go to that movie to see? No. Anna de Armas. Do you I know who she is? I don't even know who she I is. I might have pronoun- mispronounced her name. She is a famous actor, and she wasn't in the movie. Now, you might say to me, why is that important? Because Anna de Armas appeared very briefly in the trailer. So two Anna de Armas fans went to the movie looking for her specifically, watched the movie, and then discovered she wasn't in it. She was cut, even though she was in the final trailer. So they found her on the cutting room floor. That's true. So they were mad that the trailer showed her and that she wasn't in the movie. So they sued. And this is really, this is fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so... They filed a class action lawsuit in U.S. District Court in California, basically alleging that the movie studio, and in this case it was Universal, mm-hmm. duped them and that it resulted or or um, was equivalent of false advertising. Yeah. And I think it's that... It's fascinating. This is interesting because, it, well, what happened here is that these guys, they rented a movie. Yeah. On streaming. Mm-hmm. They paid three ninety nine, and then they turned around and said, "Wait a minute, we didn't get to see this this woman, and yeah. we want you know the money back." Here's my thing about that though. Yeah. If I mean, look, power all power to them for doing what they did. But if you and I were like, "Hey, look, there's this guy in this movie. Let's go watch it," and then it didn't have the guy in it, would you be so upset that you want to go sue the studio? No, I like, mean, I, I can see that. I, I can see that conversation. Time. I can see that conversation going down. Like, oh, that was a good movie, but it didn't have uh, what's her name in it, huh? I bet we could sue for that. And there you go. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I think that's probably what happened. And they were like, hey, let's call up a lawyer, and the lawyer, you know, you know where yeah, it goes. Yeah. But, yeah. But from a legal perspective, this is interesting because Universal tried to defend the lawsuit by arguing that movie trailers are entitled to broad protection. Under yeah. the First Amendment. In other words, freedom of speech, I can say right. and do whatever I want in the movie trailer. Yeah, because they, they claim that it was artistic expression. Right. Now, that's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, of course, the judge rejected the entire argument, and they found that the, the, the judge found that the trailer constitutes commercial speech. Right. And therefore is subject to California false advertising law and the state's unfair competition laws. I, I think it's interesting because, like, there's a lot of movies recently. There was a specific movie recently that I watched uh, some people review on the internet. And I didn't see it, 
But it's a very fascinating movie. It was about a woman who goes on a blind date. And then it's a it's a romantic comedy, right? You following me? I'm following you. And halfway through the movie, he takes her to he takes her home. They're, you know, oh, things are going so great with this new boyfriend. And it turns out he's a cannibal and he's kidnapped people. The trailer did not <laughs> disclose this fact. It became a horror movie. That is the most incredibly fascinating thing. If I went to see that movie, I would have loved that. But since this ruling happened, that's not the kind of thing that we'd see anymore. You know, the trailer played it up as a romantic comedy with only the slightest hint that there might be more. But nowadays, that would be considered false advertising. Is that right? Well, I guess so. And, and I think that, um, well, here's what the judge ultimately said, because he addressed Universal's argument and said that yeah. while there is some room for artistic um, you know, change and creativity. Mm -hmm. He says, quote, at its core, a trailer is an advertisement designed to sell a movie yeah. by providing customers with a preview of the movie, end quote. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a real interesting take on movie trailers. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you want to know who uses that all the time? I wouldn't say false advertising, but kind of twisting the facts in their movie trailers. Marvel. How so? Well, back in when Infinity War was coming out, that was, you know, the biggest Marvel movie ever. They didn't want to spoil any plot line. So they had a lot of things that in the trailer didn't actually happen in the film. For example, in the last battle scene, they showed a clip of the Hulk running after, you know, the bad guys. But in reality, the Hulk wasn't in the movie. He was unable to shift into the Hulk, and so he wore that big Iron Man Hulkbuster armor. But they didn't want people knowing that that was going to happen, so... They edited in the Hulk for the trailer. Another example that's a little bit more famous is in the recent Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, they had all previous Spider-Man iterations with their original actors show up in the movie, which is a really cool surprise. Right. And uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were cut out of the trailer, so you didn't know that they were going to be in it. So there was just a scene where in the background you see a character jumping through the air before they get punched from out of nowhere. It was the lizard. He just gets punched from nothing. And people were like, what is that? Yeah, but I, what's wrong with that? Well, I mean, I, I do suppose I, I that would have yeah. less of a problem because it's not like they're saying something's in the movie that's not in the movie. They're saying they're just that there's the something here that fact. we don't want to tell you. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think that's okay. I, I'm trying to think, like, you asked me the question, would I ever be that upset with a movie trailer that I would decide to sue somebody yeah yeah i can't number one think of a time when i would want to waste my time doing that and <laughs> number two i can't think of a movie trailer where i was like oh that looks good and and then you know it's nothing like the right. movie there have been i know that this is this was not to, that's a butt in again but this was tried to have this argument was brought up before by people who didn't like the original suicide squad movie do you remember that? People argued that the trailer had so many scenes yeah. that were cut. That, and it did, honestly, that it was false advertising. So this isn't a new, entirely new thought, train of thought. No, it's just a new ruling yeah. that, that I think is going to have an impact. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I remember when I was a kid. So I, I went to, it was in 1983, right? Went to the yeah. movie theaters to see uh, what was at that point called Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah. And then... It was changed to Return of the Jedi. Right. Now, I remember vividly, and I could be completely wrong, because yes. I just, I've got this memory as a, as a kid, 
that's that's carried through to my adulthood where revenge of the jedi the trailer looked different than what the actual trailer was now i have no idea if there is any merit to that mm-hmm. or if it is just an old man's brain that has withered <laughs> in you know with with time but um what would you think about the movie title change do you think that's false advertising revenge of the jedi versus return no, I, I don't feel like that's false advertising i feel like that's just changing the name of the film i i get that i don't know i mean it's interesting you know i don't feel like revenge of the jedi is you know false advertising if at the time it was seriously called revenge of the jedi yeah i mean i agree with that i, I don't think that that's what they're saying here um, I think it's really, I mean, I, I can understand while I wouldn't waste my time, I could understand the argument that, Hey, I paid, paid to see, um, a movie with, I don't know, Harrison yeah. Ford in it. Right. And it turns out he's not in it. Yeah. I, I get that, but yeah, I get that. It's interesting, you know, it is interesting well, and- to see how it comes into effect. I mean, I read people saying that there's an easy fix. Just put the following film or footage may not represent the final movie and then the movie scene i think i might have seen that before somewhere yeah yeah. i've seen it too i mean video games do that all the time there were rulings about and i don't remember the specifics here but there were too many cinematics in a trailer that didn't actually show real gameplay and it masked it to look like gameplay and so now all game trailers say footage not final or it may not be real gameplay maybe that's where i've seen it yeah i mean i think that's interesting i i i I get it. I, I really do. I think this is a um, an interesting topic, and yeah. they were seeking five million dollars huh. for the class. Five million dollars for their three ninety nine movie. Are you kidding me? See, this is where things just go yeah. so far astray. Yep. That this this is why people hate lawyers, <laughs> right? Because five million. I I paid three dollars and ninety nine cents, and now I want a class certification. Uh, to pay everybody who rented that movie $5 million. I don't get it. Everybody that rented that movie? Well, that that would be the class. You, you Everybody who rented that movie expecting to see that woman mm-hmm. and, you know, ultimately was surprised by her not being there. Come on. Mm. It's crazy. All right. Let's move into the next segment. You've got some new and interesting Stories. lawsuits. Yeah, some lawsuits that uh, were from major movies. And and ones we haven't discussed before, so yes. I'm excited about that. So I'm going to start with this one that's less exciting, but is certainly interesting. This is Black Widow. You know the movie? Yeah, I didn't see that one. I've seen almost all the Marvel movies, but I haven't seen that one. Haven't seen Black Widow. I've seen a clip at the end where it's really bad green screen, but besides that one clip, I haven't seen anything else. So... Uh, Black Widow, you know, it's Scarlett Johansson, and Black Widow released on Disney Plus uh, as part of its premiere access feature. You had to pay an extra fee to watch the movie without having to go to the theater. Johansson was not happy about the decision, right? Why? Why? Because... Yeah, because as a percentage of her paycheck came from box office gotcha, sales. Got it. Okay. So... Her The release, she claimed, led to a decrease in ticket sales, which affected her payout. Uh, she filed a highly publicized lawsuit against Disney, but it was settled out of court. Got it. Yeah, I, re- I remember that one. And, and that one, you know, she felt like she had been 
um, cheated out of profits and things like mm-hmm. that. So I, I get that. I mean, I understand that. And I also understand why she would be suing. I, I'm still struggling to understand the uh, 399 movie people. But, but yeah. you know, it's neither here nor there. All right. So that's a good one. I, yeah. mean, I remember that one. So the next one is for a movie called Straight Outta Compton. Do you know the NWA? The rap group? Yes, I do. So I'm not I'm not really uh, aware of them, but this story is interesting. It's a that was a a movie that chronicled the rise and fall of the NWA, uh, and it was a rap group managed by Jerry Heller. In 2015, Heller filed a 110 million dollar lawsuit in the Superior Court of Los Angeles because he was upset at being portrayed as a villain in the film. Yes. He also claimed that his name and likeness were taken without permission. Uh, just 11 months later, he passed away after a combined heart attack and car accident. And to make matters worse, his lawyer strongly inferred that his death was attributed to the stress surrounding his exaggerated portrayal in Straight Outta Compton, as well as the lawsuit itself. Two years later, the lawsuit was dismissed. So that's a very unfortunate situation. It is unfortunate, and uh, I remember the NWA when they came out in the '80s. It was like they were a very controversial group and or, mm-hmm. or rap group, and um, but haven't seen the movie. But uh, yeah. it certainly is interesting. You know, I haven't seen this movie either, and I don't know if you have. Happy Death Day. I have not. It's a 2017 film. Uh, it's a Blumhouse horror comedy. Mm-hmm. And if uh, if you did see it, you might have noticed the killer's mask, a bright-eyed baby face with a creepy smile that resembled the King Cake Baby, the mascot of the New Orleans or New Orleans Pelicans, New Orleans Pelicans. Okay, right, basketball team, Pelicans. And uh, Happy Death Day was actually filmed on the campus of Loyola University, which is located in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And the man who created the mascot happened to be there and noticed that Blumhouse was using the mask that he created. Yeah. So, I mean, the the first of all, I know the Pelicans, the basketball team. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've seen the Pelicans mascot. Well, would you like to see? I have a I picture am, right I here. I am looking at this thing. That's the Pelicans mascot. Scary. Are you kid? You're kidding me. No. That's horrifying. It is horrifying. It is so unbelievably horrifying. Well, this mask, it I get it for a horror comedy, but I don't get it for a basketball team. Anyway, um, so the creator of the mask sued Universal for half of the movie's profits for have copyright inter- infringement. Yeah. Did you want to just cut no, me no, off no, and tell no, me no, something no. that was more interesting? I was going to start before you went back in because I didn't want to go too far no, ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. Well, this is fascinating. Do you not want to hear a fascinating I fact? I absolutely do. So this baby is the King Cake Baby. And I didn't know what this meant. Like, what is that? Like, what a name, right? Like, you understand the New Jersey Devil, but not the King Cake Baby. Turns out King Cake is a cake associated with Epiphany. It's looks like this, and it has a little tiny baby figure inside that's meant to represent Jesus. And after the cake Are is Are you supposed cut, to eat the... No, whoever gets the baby... It wins a prize. What kind of prize? I don't know, but apparently the King Cake baby is a supposed to be a baby from the King Cake. Wow. That's, yeah, that's fascinating. Fascinating. 
So I guess like Mardi Gras is that? Yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on. So here. okay, so New Orleans Pelicans, and then they got this scary yeah, ass baby yeah. that I would not want in my cake. Right. And I also wouldn't want a mask, and they, you know, wouldn't have to worry about me infringing on anybody's copyright because I would never use that thing. That is horrific. <laughs> horrific. All right, what else do we have in the list? So uh, another interesting thing here is Frozen. And now we've, we, I think we've mentioned this before. We mentioned it on either our last episode or the one before that. But this is very fascinating. Frozen is characterized by its one song. Do you know what song that is? Yeah, Let It Go. Please yep, let it it's go. It's Let It Go. Four years after the movie's release, Chilean musical artist Jamie Sierro stepped forward, claiming that they had plagiarized his own song, Volar. He stated that the Academy Award-winning song borrowed heavily from his own tune, which he had been performing since 2008. He filed uh, on the grounds of copyright infringement. The statute of limitations had run out, though, leading to the dismissal of his case in May of 2019. It's a very sad story. It is a sad story. I, I have one that I want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say a line very poorly, and you tell me what movie it's from. You ready? Okay. Very nice. Oh, boy. Is this Borat? <laughs> <laughs> We've both seen Borat, and I love Borat. We've both seen both Borats, yes. Borat 1 2. Borat 2 is horrible, and it's not funny. Borat 2 was complicated. I'm not going to go out of my way to say it's horrible because both films are in super politically charged. You know what they, I mean? They, <laughs> Borat 2, I, I, I have issues with not like any of the messages or anything like that. The movie itself, I didn't like, but... No, I didn't find the movie... I, yeah, I didn't find it as funny. I found it... I, and I found it way, way too political. Way too political. I, I liked the first one because even though there were you know a lot of political and and cultural undertones it was still funny well i mean yeah i mean i mean look not to get it political but both were political yes. i don't mind the politics i just didn't like the movie the second movie itself i didn't think it was that funny and i didn't think it was no, it wasn't. as nearly as likable as the first one you know what i'm saying no. all right so the first one would you go would you go borat 2 or the hangover 2 oh hangover 2 is really good yeah. compared to I mean, I mean, Borat, Harry over to, that's the thing though. Borat was one of the most enjoyable films I've ever watched, right? Not to get too wow. critiquing. Really? You, you know what? Borat was funny and like it gets uncomfortable, sure, but it was really enjoyable. Like every single wow. moment I was like in. laughing at it. Uh, Hangover, you know, Hangover 2, it's nothing, it's not as good as the first one, but it's, it's fun. Borat 2 was an incredibly uncomfortable movie to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it never had those moments of, like hilarity or enjoyableness in my opinion but that's not what we're talking about no we are talking about this one man yes who appeared in a 13 second clip of the film yes and he ended up suing yep 20th century fox for using his image without his permission yes he appeared in a 13 second clip but it, this lawsuit didn't get him any money uh, other people were Justin Shea and Christopher Rotunda, the two fraternity brothers. They were in the van with Borat in that very, very interesting scene where they say a lot of, you know, a lot of choice comments, I guess you could say. Uh, and they also didn't get anything. Someone who did, though, and this isn't what you'd expect because Borat is, you know, 
like real people who don't expect this to be like a movie character and they were all bothered and they sued. Uh, but Esma Redzepova, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, she claimed her song was used without her permission. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, who plays Borat, did ask for permission, but uh, she was never notified. So she was awarded $26,000 out of her $800,000 lawsuit. Wait who did he second. ask permission from? Yeah. I don't know. Does he know? Not that I think you're in tight with No, I mean, him. I don't know. That's interesting. I wonder who he has permission from. Yeah. Because how did he ask permission and then ended up paying out? I don't mm. know. So I've got one more for you. This is pretty fascinating, I think. Are you a fan of Pixar? Yeah, I like Pixar. So do you know the Luxo lamp? Yes. Yes. Yep, the one that makes the squeaky noise. Yes. So in 2009, Norwegian lamp manufacturers Luxo sued the animation studio Pixar and Walt Disney for copyright infringement. Luxo had turned a blind eye to Pixar's use of their design since the original film Luxo Jr. in 1986, but they filed a complaint when Pixar started to sell replicas of the Luxo Jr. lamp with a special Blu-ray release of the film Up without their permission. The lawsuit also cited the use of the Luxo brand name on a six-foot-tall animatronic lamp at Hollywood Studios inside Florida's Disney World. Wow. A few months later, they reached a settlement, and the lawsuit was withdrawn. For the time being, Luxo has no problems with any artistic renditions of their iconic lamp that they've been using since 1986. I would bet that uh, Pixar yeah. and their films mm -hmm. have generated quite a bit of sales for, Absolutely. for them. Wouldn't you, right? Yep. Because it's like, did you think about this lamp before mm -hmm. Pixar? Right. Right? And now when I think of Pixar, all I can picture is the lamp. And, and like the ball. And, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There were even shorts. Weren't there shorts involving the lamp? Uh, yeah, there were. Yeah, that was Luxo Jr. Wow, Luxo Jr. So, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, I mean, I think that we have done justice mm -hmm. to Global Movie Day. I mean, we could sit here and talk about movies all day, and maybe one day we will because I've got tons of things to say about movies. I love movies. I, I really do. You know, the one thing that, that I always liked and that's mm -hmm. gone now and will never be replaced, and this has nothing to do with movies per se, it's yeah. more of an entertainment ride, the great movie ride. Mm -hmm. You know, the great movie ride at uh, what was MGM, you know, now Hollywood Studios, they yeah. used to say, you know, take a ride through the movies. And mm -hmm. I love movies. I love being, you know, so engrossed in a movie that you kind of forget about everything else that's going on. And I love that great movie ride where you'd go through the scenes. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. But now it's gone. Never, never to be seen again. And that's just very sad. I just thought I'd throw that sadness in here. That's very Just to sad. wrap up yeah, thanks. Global Movie Day. But you know what? You know what will brighten your spirits? What? Why don't you go home and watch Borat? And then you'll be smiling again. I would. All right? And if you see yourself in that film, don't sue because you're not going to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. And if you see a trailer with my image and likeness in it, and you rent that movie and I'm not in it, just don't sue. It's mm -hmm. not worth your time. Okay? Just yeah. some friendly advice for you. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't, and I don't know why you wouldn't have. I don't know. Go back and subscribe, please, please to the podcast. Yeah, and make sure you leave some comments and let us know what you think. Uh, rate us over on, on Apple Podcasts. 
And, uh, you know, as I'll tell you in just a moment, we're available everywhere that you get your podcast. And we hope that you're enjoying the show and we welcome your feedback and And, comments. And, you know, I would tell you that next week we're going to have the cast of Shark Tank on the show. But that would be false advertising. We're not so going to do it, but we'll put a trailer it. up with uh, a shark and a tank. Maybe. And yeah. we'll let you draw your own conclusions. There you go. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.